You are listening to the Yummy Mummy Podcast with Laura Conley, episode number three. Welcome to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, where you will learn brand new and shockingly different tools to lose weight for the last time. And now, here's your host, certified life and weight loss coach, Laura Conley. Hey, yummies. I am so excited you're back. I really actually am. You'll come to learn that I am a really easily excitable person. Like that kind of person where other people sometimes just think I'm drunk on like a Tuesday at 11 a.m., but I'm actually not. I'm just super wild because some random mundane thing happened. That's totally me. And anyways, speaking of random factoid, I decided on each episode, I'm going to start telling you one random factoid about me and my life, because if I were you, I would kind of like want to know about me. I know the podcast I listen to, I like want to know about these people. Like, what do they do other than talk to me in my car every day? So that's it for today. I'm just very excitable. And sometimes people think I'm drunk when I'm definitely not drunk. So I'm letting you know, there's going to be a one fun fact at the beginning of every episode about me. And I also want to let you guys in on some of my clients and their experiences. So I'm also going to give you a client comment at the beginning. And at the end, I'm going to give you one teeny tiny piece of homework or takeaway so that you can start losing weight for the last time. So I just thought it would be really fun to have these little mini segments. So there'll be the one fun fact, there'll be a client comment, there'll be the actual episode, right? And then there'll be a cool takeaway or homework piece for you to start implementing the yummy mummy method into your life and losing weight for the last time. So it's just going to make it all that much more fun and useful for you. So the client comment for today comes from my client, Jamie. I feel like I have so many clients named Jamie actually right now. That's so funny. So she says, Laura got me from hating my jeans. You guys know, right? When you're hating your jeans and that like role situation is happening over the top. Oh my God. She's like, Laura got me from hating my jeans to loving my jeans and then needing a smaller size in my jeans. Not to mention, she helped me level out my hormones and helped me to look at food in a much healthier way. She's the best. Super fun, Jamie. Thank you so much. So Let's dive into the episode, you guys. I'm going to teach you exactly what to do when you desperately want to eat what you said you weren't going to eat. Exactly what to do when you feel like you just can't stick to it, when you just don't feel like it, okay? So let's dive in. Let's pretend, let's say you're all in so far, right? Like you've listened to my other episodes, aka two other episodes. And let's say you're all in, you're down with some discomfort, you're ready to go on a break from sugar and flour. But let's like be realistic here. What happens when you inevitably have an urge for sugar or flour and you just don't feel like doing discomfort? Like say your boss was emailing you again after five o'clock, even though he said he wouldn't, and you know all the chips will make you feel better. Or your kid has your favorite ice cream right in front of you and she's literally asking you if you want a bite. Or what do you do when your mother-in-law makes your favorite banana cream pie just for you with that special whipped cream? What do you do then? So you guys, I'm going to be honest. If you want to lose weight for the last time, there are going to be times when you are not going to want what you said you were going to eat and what you said you weren't going to eat. There are going to be times. It's inevitable. 
end of story. But just knowing that, that it's normal to not want to eat what you said you were going to eat can be extremely liberating. Of course, you don't want to not eat the thing that will make you feel better. Of course, you want to eat the thing that tastes good. Of course, you want to relieve your stress with a little treat. You have a human brain. Our brains are wired to want to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and do it in the easiest way possible. So your brain is really actually just doing its job. Because, right, you guys, seeking pleasure, that would be like eating the chips or the cupcake. Avoiding pain would be eating the cupcake. And doing it in the easiest way possible would be just giving in, right? So your brain doesn't realize that its job isn't actually serving you in the long run. This part of your brain, the primal, primitive part of your brain's job is to keep you alive now. So let's go back to the example where you've had a stressful day and your husband is eating chips on the couch and you always eat chips with him on the couch. So now that you've given up chips or cupcake or whatever, you guys, you can insert your kryptonite, right? You can insert your thing. So you want to lose weight for the last time and you suspect that giving up the chips is going to help you with losing weight for the last time. You have two options when your husband's sitting there on the couch with the chips and you always indulge and eat the chips with him. Two options. One, eat the chips and feel some initial relief from that stress that you created throughout the day. Mind you, it was that created that. That's a whole nother episode. We'll get into that. Your boss did not create the stress, which you guys, by the way, that's like the best news I have for you because that means you can uncreate it. So option one, eat the chips and feel some initial relief from that stress. And then option two is don't eat them and feel uncomfortable. Well, no freaking wonder it's so hard to lose weight. There's two options, eat something and feel better or don't eat something and feel worse. Obvious option, right? But let's look at the long run. We know deep down that these chips or the cookie or the kryptonite doesn't actually make us feel better overall. So what do we do now? I bet you think I'm going to say, just muster up some more willpower, right? That's always our question. Well, how do I just get some more will? Like if I could just have some more willpower, then I would totally be done with this weight problem, right? We really do believe if we could just have more will, we could overcome the chips. And maybe that's true, but I don't know how to teach you how to get more will. It's not possible. We all get a finite amount of willpower. Willpower is not a renewable resource. Imagine a mason jar, you guys. It means you get a mason jar of willpower each and every day. It's not that big either, right? You get a small mason jar full of willpower. And if you're a human with a family and a job and just a few other responsibilities, you will go through this mason jar pretty quickly. We can all see this because this is the reason we're in the pantry at 9 p.m. or going all out kind of going crazy and overboard with food on weekends. It's because we've just used all our willpower up. We really think there are two options when we want the chips. Eat the chips or use willpower to fight against the chips and not eat the chips, right? So when we feel super stuck because we know both of those options don't work, of course, if you want to lose weight for the last time, if you don't want to lose weight, fine, just eat the chips, right? But You don't have to be a rocket surgeon to know that actually just eating the chips obviously doesn't get you to your goal. And you also don't have to be a genius to know that so far willpower doesn't work in the long run. Sure, you can use willpower to drop a few pounds here and there, but over time, you guys, it doesn't work. Not only does it not work, it actually begins to create more desire. You've been there, right? 
You've resisted against the chips or the cupcake or the pizza or the thing. You've resisted so hard using willpower. And then you end up eating the whole bag or the whole pizza or seven cupcakes. And you've created more desire. And then it totally backfires. And then a side of guilt and probably a physical feeling of shit to boot. So as you very well know, this becomes a vicious, vicious cycle. Oh, it's so miserable. I have so, so been there. I was desperate to move out of this vicious cycle. So I got out of it and you guys, literally it is my mission to help you get out of it too. So there is a third and best option when it comes to the chips or your version of the chips or the cookie or the effing cheddar bunnies. Oh my God, all the snacks. Now that there are kids in the house, it's bananas. (laughs) No pun intended. Okay, so you get the urge, right? You get the urge for the chips. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to allow it. I know what you're thinking. What? Allow it? What does that even mean? I know you thought I was going to be like, here, take this special pill or something. But unfortunately, you haven't figured that one out. So in the meantime, we have to allow the urge to be there without answering it. And I'm going to teach you what it means to do that when you have a strong, strong desire for food. So you guys, I want you to stay with me because this is the secret to getting what you want. I promise you this is worth listening to and I promise you this will change your life so that you can lose weight for the last time. So come along with me. Go through this example. Imagine it in your head, okay? So you notice you want the chips. Okay, fill in your version of the chips. You might be thinking something like, I want those. Those look so good. I need to have those. It will totally make me feel better. All I want you to do is let the urge be there without answering it with food, okay? Obviously, I don't want you using willpower because we know where that leads. So this is not what you were doing before. Before, you were either eating the chips or you were using willpower. And you were thinking things like, why does he have to have chips? I told him not to bring them home. Or, oh my God, I got to throw those away immediately. Or, oh my God, I hate the chips. I can't have them. This is so unfair and so on and so forth, right, you guys? It feels like you're running away. It feels like you are white-knuckling it. It feels like your jaw is clenching. Have you been there? This is you resisting and using willpower against the chips, which we know full and well does not work. So let me give you a couple examples of what it's like for me to allow an urge. It actually sounds a lot like I'm talking to my three-year-old daughter. So my brain will notice pita chips sitting on the counter and I'll say to myself, oh, wow, there's pita chips on the counter. I am noticing that I want the pita chips. I'm noticing I'm having an urge for the pita chips. Okay, all right, I want pita chips. I'm not gonna eat them. They're not on my protocol. They do not align with where I wanna go in terms of my weight loss. And of course I want them. Doesn't mean I have to eat them. Of course I want them. They taste good. And of course I want them because in the past I've just eaten them, right? So it might also sound like, 
yes, there's a cookie there. It might taste good. And no, we're not having the cookie. And I love you so much, right? Like that kind of sounds like how we talk to our kids or how we want to talk to our kids. This is me talking to my child the way I would like to pretend that I always talk to her. But she comes up to me, right? And she's like, can I please have another Bobo's granola bar? Please, please. And I'm like, Luna, I get it. I know you want a Bobo's right now, but no, we're not having it. You already got your treat. You get a treat tomorrow, okay? And so it's like a hard no, but I'm allowing the voice to be there. I'm opening up myself to the urge. It's totally allowed to be there. I don't have to like make it go away. I don't have to change it. I don't have to fight it. I can just let it be there without answering it by eating something, okay? So, and this is such a beautiful practice. My clients think that when I teach them this, that they are going to get it 100%. Like that it's just like a light switch, right? They just flip it on and all of a sudden they can start allowing urges without answering them. Uh Uh-uh, this is a skill. This is the most worthwhile skill you can develop, but it's a skill, it's not overnight, okay? So what I want you to do, you guys, is I want you getting a piece of paper and writing one to 100 on that paper. Or you can get a mason jar and 100 beads or 100 pennies or 100 Legos. Every time you allow an urge without answering it by eating the thing, I want you to write down on number one or number two or whatever number you're at, I allowed the urge for the cupcake without answering it. I said to myself, oh love, of course you want the cupcake. Cupcakes taste good. but..." We're not having it right now. I love you so much. We can have a cupcake later in the week if we still want it, okay? And that will be your first urge. Once you get to 100 urges, you guys, you will, this is the best part, you will have deconditioned your desire for the urge in the first place. This is us getting to the root of the problem, right? We're literally removing slowly but surely an over-desire because if we do that, if we remove an over-desire for food and we create a normal desire for food, we will eat a normal amount of food and we will weigh our normal amount, right? Natural desire equals a natural amount of food equals a natural weight. It really is that simple. And so I want your goal to be to collect 100 unanswered urges, 100 allowed unanswered urges. So you write this down on a piece of paper or you guys, what I love, which my coach for Castillo teaches is the urge jar, right? I mentioned getting those beads or those pennies or the Legos or whatever. I'm putting them in a bag and then have an empty mason jar. And every time you allow an urge without answering it, you get to put a bead in the jar. Now, I know you're laughing. You're like, I'm not seven years old. Yeah, but you kind of are. Like, you have a toddler brain, right? So do I. So what I want you to do is every time you allow that urge, I want you to put a bead in the jar because you will get a little hit. What? You really will. You'll get a teeny tiny hit of dopamine. You will not get the same level of a dopamine hit as you would have had you had the cupcake or the chips. It won't be as strong, but you will still get a little reward, right? Part of this whole process, you guys, is breaking the reward cycle that we have when we eat. Because when we eat a cupcake or chips or something with concentrated sugar or flour, we get a concentrated, really elevated artificial hit of dopamine. And that's actually why there's such a huge over-desire. 
So let's reward ourselves in the positive versus the negative. Let's reward ourselves for doing something that's going to create what we actually want to create instead of creating more weight on our bodies, right? So this is your practice. This is your homework. It's pretty clear, you guys, right? So just decide if you're going to do the sheet one to a hundred or the beads, get a hundred beads and the jar, or you could even do both, right? And decide that you are on a mission to collect 100 unanswered and allowed urges. Now, here are some of the questions I get from my clients, okay? So question number one, my client will be like, what if I actually eat the cupcake and I don't allow the urge without answering it and I already have five beads in my jar? Do I take the beads out and start over again? No, you do not. You keep going. Those five beads still count. You are still on the path to deconditioning your desire, okay? Another client might ask me, ooh, I wasn't sure if I used willpower to not eat the cupcake or if I actually allowed the urge to be there and not eat the cupcake. You're kind of like in between the two. Here's what I want to say. Still give yourself a bead, okay? This is a practice. You're going to be moving away from using willpower to not eat the cupcake or the chips and towards allowance energy to not eat the cupcakes or the chips. It's a very subtle, subtle difference. So here are some of the differences. Here's how you can like kind of cross check. Ooh, am I allowing or am I resisting? Resisting means using willpower, right? So if you're allowing, you're able to breathe. (laughs) You're able to take a deep breath while the pita chips or the cupcake or the cookie just sits on the counter. If you're resisting and using willpower and fighting against, you're probably not able to access your breath. You can almost use a physical challenge as a metaphor, as an example. Have you ever tried doing a very vigorous hike or running a marathon? Or have you ever gone to a vigorous yoga class? I know because I used to teach a lot of yoga. So I guess I'm giving you guys multiple fun facts in this podcast episode. But we recently moved to Boulder, Colorado from Santa Monica, California. And when we were living in Santa Monica, I taught a lot of yoga, probably like 10 to 15 classes or clients a week. I would teach a pretty athletic, pretty vigorous class. And when I was having my class do something that was fairly hard or challenging, just for hypothetical purposes, just for example purposes, let's say half of the class was resisting what I was teaching and using willpower. So maybe I'm holding them in a warrior two pose for like two or three minutes. Let's say half the class is sort of like they're barely breathing. They're kind of white knuckly energy. They're literally just waiting for me to say the pose is over. My point is they are using willpower. They're just getting through. They're grinning and bearing it. Well, they're barely grinning. (laughs) And the other half of the class is there. Yes, they're acknowledging that it might be a little uncomfortable, but they're totally allowing the discomfort to be there without changing. They're not hanging on to my every word. They're breathing and they're taking it one moment at a time. Now their experience, you guys, is going to be so much better than those students who are just resisting. So you can use this if you do Peloton or if you love to hike. Now that we're in Boulder, there's all these crazy, amazing, really, really challenging hikes. And I notice myself doing this. Sometimes I'm just waiting for the hike to be over. And I'm like, how much time is left? I'm like asking the people that are coming down, are we almost at the top? And then there's times where I'm just one foot in front of the other. I'm enjoying the scenery. I'm taking deep breaths, right? 
two totally different experiences inside my body and inside my brain, but very subtle to the outside world, okay? So this is the same thing. Other questions that I might get from my clients, they're like, I don't know if I want my desire to be taken away. Are you really gonna take all of it away? Here's the thing, you guys, we're still gonna have a desire for food. We just want it to be at natural levels so that it can match you being in your natural body, right? So that you can be at your dream come true weight. Guys, if you have any questions, you can totally reach out to me. I am happy to answer anything that you have, especially around this work, but let yourself practice it. Let yourself be a beginner. So that is episode number three, you guys. I want you to have the best week ever. You totally got this, mama. I will talk to you next week. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out my free gift for you. Head to www.lauraconley.com forward slash gift. That's www.lauraconley.com forward slash gift. Laura Conley is spelled L-A-U-R-A-C-O-N-L-E-Y. Head there and get your free gift. Hint, I share my best ever weight loss hacks inside this gift. These are the same things my clients and I use every single day to get to and to maintain our dream come true weight. And they're proven to work. You do not want to miss this. And on the topic of gifts and prizes, I'm raffling off two $100 gift cards to Lululemon and two FabFitFun boxes. How do you enter? Well, as you know, my mission is to help as many moms as I can lose weight for the last time and free themselves of the drama and body shame so they can get up to what they want to get up to in this one precious life and pass down a healthy legacy to their children. In order to do that, we have to let the moms know. We have to let them know this podcast exists. And the best way to do that, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast in Apple Podcasts. Once you have done that, email me at laura at lauraconley.com with the name of your review, and I will enter you in to win one of these amazing prizes. Win awesome stuff and help me change the world one mom at a time. Do this now so you can enter to win. The winner will be announced in episode number 10. Rate, review, and subscribe in Apple Podcasts. And then just simply email me the name of your review, laura at lauraconley.com. Have the best week ever.